Welcome to The Versatile Writer, the podcast that aims to provide support and encouragement for like-minded writers. I'm recording this next to an open window in a very sunny and warm United Kingdom, so you may hear traffic or birds chirping and flying. This is not one of those ultra-polished podcasts. The Versatile Writer is more raw and real, shall we say, just like writing can be. Today's topic is about imposter syndrome. This is one of those topics that can actually divide a room. For those who remain, they might raise questions like, does imposter syndrome exist? If it does, when can it happen? What does it look like? How does it affect you? And how can you prevent it? Before I go on, it's worth saying that yes, I believe it does exist. I believe it exists just as writer's block exists. If you don't believe either one exists, I'm going to say now, this might not be the episode for you. That said, there's a ton of other episodes from The Versatile Writer that will interest you, so go ahead and look them up. Alternatively, stick around because I might open your eyes to something you hadn't previously considered. I often use this podcast to perform a bit of self-analysis. Sure, this might be a little self-indulgent, but opening up might help somebody else who's going through something similar. I truly believe that finding out why we think the things we do can help us develop and grow. If we learn different ways to do things, better ways, more productive and efficient ways, even compassionate ways, then I'm here for that. I also need to add that I'm not a medical professional. I'm not a psychologist, a psychiatrist or indeed anything like that at all. I often talk about mental health related topics on this platform because they seem to affect a lot of creatives, me included, but I'm not a medical professional, I just like talking about it. I'm a writer who offers writing services like coaching new writers, editing, proofreading and offering courses and I run a business called For the Love of Books, that's www.loveofbooks.co.uk and I also write fiction and non-fiction, as well as ghostwrite. I'm highlighting topics like imposter syndrome and writer's block, because if I've experienced them, it's likely other creatives and writers have too. And I believe there's strength in opening up about things like this. If you require professional medical help though, please seek it. I mentioned writer's block before, but this episode won't go into that here. This one focuses primarily on imposter syndrome. I produced an episode about writer's block back in season 7 or 8, so go ahead and look that one up. So let's start with what the definition of imposter syndrome is. It's doubting your abilities, basically feeling like a fraud. A good example of imposter syndrome is when somebody is successful with a job interview, then when the confetti has landed and the parade of celebration has stopped playing, they wonder if they can actually do the job. That is classic imposter syndrome. Some of the ways it found a home in your mind could be how you were raised. Perhaps you were told you weren't meant for specific jobs. Maybe being a creative person was a big no-no. And so writing a book, dancing, dressmaking, painting, singing, or anything else creative might not have been the go-to your family wanted for you. When you became the writer, singer, dressmaker, dancer, or painter, you began wondering if you could perform the tasks required because... They're right, you're simply not creative or clever enough or bright enough or whatever enough to follow it through. 
Perhaps experiences at school resulted in you carrying this feeling of inadequacy throughout your teenage years and into adulthood. Experiences like bullying, being picked on or enduring verbal abuse might be the reason. Maybe there were times when others continually told you that you were no good at something and then you began to believe it. Perhaps it wasn't through bullying at school. Perhaps it was the unwise or badly delivered words from a teacher or somebody in authority who either had their own agenda or just for some other reason left you believing you ought to make different decisions about your life choices. Maybe you have a personality that's susceptible to feelings of inadequacy. Perhaps you're filled with self-doubt and you don't value what you've achieved. You sabotage any success that comes your way and you fear failure. Perhaps your self-worth isn't great. Perhaps if someone refers to you as an expert in your field or they invite you to speak as an expert, then those feelings of imposter syndrome might show up. Confidence might diminish and the anxiety attached might be throwing up questions like, what if I mess up? Everyone will see I don't know much about this topic at all. They're all waiting for me to fail so they can laugh at me and I'll be humiliated. My reputation will take a dive. Everyone will know I'm a fraud. They only ask me because they're being polite. The thing is, our brains are such powerful organs that sometimes we believe what they tell us, whether it's true or not. Wouldn't it be better to know your brain is working for, not against you? I'm talking about this today because I had a thing, in inverted commas, happen to me once and I just did not know how to deal with it. It was a professional thing, a business thing. I didn't know how to deal with the situation because nothing like it had ever happened to me before. Essentially, I was awarded something very positive through business. I turned to a group online, of which I was a member, and someone referred to the feelings I expressed as those of imposter syndrome. Now, if you listen to the versatile writer, you'll know I perform a fair chunk of self-analysis when I encounter an issue, so I did a deep dive with this one too, and to be truly honest with you, there was a lot of different feelings of which imposter syndrome was a part. I tried to work out where my feelings were coming from so I could set about fixing them and enjoy what was meant to be a good experience. I had a combination of extreme anxiety, numbness, self-doubt and triggers of old memories I'd not dealt with. Essentially, this was imposter syndrome. Taking all these down to their base levels, I had two main thoughts. A trigger from the past and a positive thing that would enjoy this metaphor if you will, allow me into another world. That other world was filled with my peers, except that somewhere in this confusion, I didn't feel like those peers would welcome me with open arms into their world, not the world, their world. I felt I had to stay in my lane, as it were, that this other world was only for them. In fact, access into this other world needed to be earned and no matter what I could do in this life, I would not be earning it enough. Because my peers inhabited this bright and shiny new world, I believed they were better than me. It's like that scenario at school, when you want to join the group of popular kids, but there's a sense that you're just not in their league, so you're kept at arm's length. Except I was good enough, and I always had been. Although I still believed they would see I was out of my depth, which, by the way, I wasn't that I could not complete the task, which, by the way, I did complete. 
and they would either laugh at me or talk about me, thus ensuring my reputation was in tatters, which, by the way, didn't happen. But all of this does beg the question, why on earth would my own brain do this to me? Imposter syndrome is truly nasty. It's your own brain bullying you and telling you lies. A short time after this incident, I did something incredibly strange. I began to share on social media that this positive thing had happened. And then, within a few minutes, I deleted all the posts. This was self-preservation. Highlighting myself that this good thing had happened seemed like I was showcasing myself for failure. The failure that was bound to happen, wasn't it? After all, I've failed at loads of stuff in the past, haven't I? And then I realised, after a deep dive of self-analysing, I was allowing the feelings of inadequacy I had at school age to plague my mind now. The mind of a woman in her mid-fifties. Why on earth was I still carrying around those feelings? They weren't serving me. In fact, they were hindering me. Big time. I've researched ways to alleviate imposter syndrome should you ever find yourself in a similar situation. Number one, remind yourself what you do know. Number two, remind yourself what your qualifications are. Number three, reassure yourself you have achieved so much. Number four, keep everything in perspective. Number five, it's okay to have some self-doubt. It keeps us on our toes but try to prevent it taking over. Number six, be compassionate with yourself. Number seven, practice self-care, whatever that looks like for you. Number eight, talk about it with your peers. You might find they're feeling out of your league. Number nine, take a breath. Number 10, enjoy all your wins, big and small. I hope this episode of The Versatile Writer has helped you in some way too. You can further discuss the topics I begin on the show by continuing them on the dedicated Facebook page. You can find it at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash The Versatile Writer or the link is in the show notes. Until next time, thank you for listening to this episode of The Versatile Writer on the topic of imposter syndrome.